the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, team. It was a nice nice morning this morning. It was beautiful. out. A little misty. I had to turn the wipers on yeah, it was a couple a, times. Were you sad? Oh, no. Not that kind of Not misty. Not that misty. Yeah. I had no... It was dry at my house. I was expecting some drizzle. They're talking about it this weekend. But I didn't, I experienced none. It was nice. It's warming up. It's definitely warming up. Yeah. Although, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I have a, a friend of mine is the captain of the Robert Sprawl. It's a research vessel for scripts. And they're underway right now. And they were, gonna, they were going to recover a science experiment offshore. And he said the wind had already picked up to 20 knots. But the uh, seas had not followed yet. So they were hoping... That from the, they were hoping that they would be able to release it from the ocean floor, grab it, and get out of there before things got really messy. So I think I think there's some disturbed weather off the coast at this point in time. I'm going to make a disturbed <laughs> yeah, joke. You were looking at me when you said yeah. disturbed, so I so was I. I was I was going to go down yeah. that road as well. Yeah, um, I mean. But it was interesting. He said where I, I'm not exactly sure where they are, but they they dropped the science experiment off, sinks to the bottom. And then it sits there for however long it needs to sit there and percolate. And then they uh, send down a signal to automatically release it. And from the time that they release it, it takes it a half an hour to get to the surface. Wow. It makes so, decompression stops? No, I don't think so. I think it's just coming straight up. But that's a, a, long, that's way. Pretty, that's a long way. That's a, a long way down. So anyway, so hopefully, uh, hopefully the captain and crew can get their, get their experiment recovered and get out of there and I Before thought, things get too out I of hand. I thought you were using that story to talk about the upcoming weather. We were going to have some rain or there's a... Yeah. No, I, don't, I, actually, I actually have no idea what the weather is supposed to be like. But Except it, it's disturbed. It's disturbed, <laughs> yes. It is supposed to be cool this weekend, breezy, and chance to drizzle. But it's supposed to warm up after the Memorial Day weekend. Hmm. We'll see. Our resident meteorologist, yes. David Ross. Uh, let's see. What do we have going on this weekend? Uh, both both stores are dark this weekend um, for classes. There's not going to be any classes in San Diego or Poway. Um, however, how, however, go ahead. Uh, both stores will be open on Monday for Memorial Day, our regular hours. So if you're looking for some extra shopping time, you will you will have that available. Moving into June already, which just seems crazy. We we're almost halfway through the. Year already. A year, I know. Uh, nuts. San Diego's San Diego classes on June fourth. It's high yields with Richard DeLeo, and in Poway, it's going to be aquatic plants care and culture with John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden. So those should be a couple of good classes. June eleventh, um, growing healthy soil with Randy Ritchie from Malibu Compost. And if you've um, never been to one of Randy's classes, you can come and watch him eat a handful eat. of compost. Yes. <laughs> Something that I'll just take his word on. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like such a treat. And I, I've always missed it when he comes in to do it. Yeah. Have, you, have you witnessed oh, it, Oh, I've George? witnessed it, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. No. Just uh, because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Is that right? 
Correct. Okay. Exactly. And then in Poway, it's going to be on the 11th. It's all about composting with uh, Steve Atkinson. And who's Steve? Steve is at, you know, you know Mike Atkinson from the Plumeria world. Yeah. It's his son. Okay. And he has a okay. Atkinson family farm. They do a lot of sustainable sustainability and sustainable farming along with permaculture and chicken things. So uh, he's been in and did a class for us on permaculture earlier uh, last year. He did a great job. So we're bringing him back for this one. Okay. So starting next weekend again, uh, classes in San Diego start at 9 o'clock. Classes in Poway start at 9.30. Get there early to get a good seat. Uh, grab a cup of coffee and see what's going on. How how was the spider class? Phenomenal. That was that last weekend? No, it was a, or two, two, weeks two weeks prior. Okay. It, it was great. It was very well received. I think we had 35, 40 people in there. Um, that, yeah, it went well. Well, that's, oh, that, yeah, I was gone last weekend. So did Last we, weekend was not a good class. Was, did we deploy the, the seats that have the little vibration in them? So that when Everyone he was showing the spiders, spiders. yeah. <laughs> no. no, we failed. The batteries were dead. Oh, darn it. Uh, yeah, last week's class was... Was that your class? Yeah. It's dull. Oh. Well, it was our class. Dull. You can take equal responsibility <laughs> for that. <laughs> That's... Uh, let's see. It, under the uh, San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation, they are also dark this weekend. There's nothing going on in Balboa Park as far as they are concerned. But... The following weekend, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, it's the San Diego Cactus and Succulent Society annual show and sale at the Casa del Prado in Balboa Park. And the 10th, 11th, and 12th is going to be the San Diego Bromeliad Society show and sale. So probably, if you're interested in either of those, probably a couple of good reasons to get down to the park. On and if you're not interest, interested in those things, you should be. Well, I would say so. Okay. You should always be interested in, this stu- in stuff like that. That's why that. you're listening to the show. I would think so. Um. So anyway, we got Melanie and I got back from North Carolina on Monday and we went to we went to Jordan's Garden Center, which is in in near downtown Raleigh. It's just a couple blocks from the hotel that we stay at. And it was spectacular. I think I think Melanie's gonna write a newsletter article about it. Um but there's there's a train station not far from where, where we are. Uh, I think it's called I think it was the Seaborn station. And beautiful old building. It's no longer a train station. They had repurposed it into this huge nursery and garden center. And it's beautiful. I mean, they have all kinds of stuff. And it was interesting. They had a big table of um, a big table of fancy bromeliads. They had, or not bromeliads, begonias. They had Rex begonias. Okay. They had begonia maculatas. And a bunch of other really interesting begonias. Annuals. They sell them as annuals. <laughs> Uh, all their cactus and succulents are in a greenhouse, so that they're all interior plants. Right. Um, one of the biggest things in landscape plants back in North Carolina is hollies, and they have so many different kinds of hollies, and they are absolutely perfect. They're just beautiful plants. And what they, I, one of the things that um, caught my eye, a lot of the plant material that they have is Monrovia. Right. So they're bringing it up from Cairo in Georgia. Okay. Uh, but like they they had twenty four they had twenty four gallon. Um, oh, I can't remember. Emerald, Emerald Colonnade. Emerald Colonnade ilexes. They were as tall as I am and probably about three feet wide. Wide. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Five hundred and eighty bucks for those wow. things, and they had several of them in stock. Um, you want an instant screen? Yeah. That's right. It, it's a. Uh, but the they. They not only had the they not only had all the all the plant material outside, they also had a cafe inside the building. They had the regular store inside the building, and then they had like a little farmers market thing in the store inside the building too. But uh, we did find out uh, just before we left that that whole area has been acquired by a developer, so it may not be may not be long for this world so anyway if you're if you're if you're a plant geek and you find yourself in raleigh north carolina do yourself a favor and go check out jordan's because it's a it's it's well worth going to take a look at did that rekindle your want for a riding train in poway no okay good no (laughs) but it is right it is literally right next to the railroad tracks and all the the passenger platforms the, the covered passenger platforms is where they have a lot of their plants on display and they and they really like they really like Boston ferns. They had they were they had a sale on, I think they were ten or twelve inch Boston ferns and beautiful plants. 
if you buy four, you get a fifth one for free. Oh, and right. I, and I think they were about 25 bucks a piece. But they were big Boston ferns. So mm. kind of interesting. And the other thing that's interesting, too, is the majority of the, when you when you get out into the suburbs, the majority of the houses, they, they have huge lawns because they don't right. have to pay for water. water right. um, but landscaping is just a few shrubs around the house, and that's about it. Yeah. There, you, there's really not – there's not – in most cases, there's not a lot of fancy landscaping back there. I wonder if that's because everything's green and growing anyway. Could be. I mean, you, you see the house, it's got, it's got hollies around it, and that, that's about it. The other, thing that was, the other thing that was just spectacular this time of the year was um, the magnolias were all in, in full bloom, and they are huge back there. They the get really Southern big. or just the evergreens or the deciduous? Yes. The evergreens. evergreens. Yeah. I mean, they're just massive, massive trees, um, and they're everywhere. As you're, as you're driving around, you, you see them all over the place. Really, really pretty. They, they don't grow like that. I don't, no. They don't grow. The only one that I can think of that grows like that that grows like that out here is there's an old Victorian house on I think it's on First Avenue yeah, south of Laurel or, yeah. just south of Laurel Street. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an architect it, last I saw it was like an architect's office or something like that and they have a massive huge um, yeah. I don't I I'm guessing it's a magnolia grandiflora but yeah, it's it's as so tall sure. as it's as tall right. as the house. Right. Yeah, a huge huge specimen, beautiful plant. Beautiful and and that's that's completely opposite of my experience when I was just in St. Louis the week prior. All the yards in the in the area that we were in were just beautifully landscaped with like peonies and columbines. Everything was in bloom, roses, in, including all the the evergreen shrubs and such. Yeah, when you get, when you get into the urban areas of of Raleigh, um, in the residential districts, there's a lot more landscaping in the urban areas. But when you move out into the suburbs, where people have more Land. More land. This, this is in a, some areas with yeah. some big properties, but nonetheless, it just I was I was in awe of all the, the color. Yeah, I was I was hoping the dogwoods were going to be in bloom, but uh, talking to my daughter, she said that they they had already cycled through. So all you just go to the dogs. Poway Garden. We have them there at, at the nursery in Poway. Do we still have some up there? There were two. There were two in the back. Yeah. Oh, I I miss them. I'll have to go and have to go and search them out. Um, it, one of the things that I've seen. Um, chatter about online recently is um, in San Diego. Jacarandas are just yeah. cranking right now, and I'm guessing that that might have something to do with the lack of rain that we had this winter. Because I know that they, yeah, they always crank this time of the year. But yeah, but some years more than others, and I think it's and when we have when we have so they when they, we have drier winters when they, they're stressed when they, they're stressed they they bloom more. Like you don't believe you don't are you you, you poo pooing that? I am poo pooing that. Yeah. So at my folks' house, there's an enormous jacaranda tree that's been there since probably nineteen sixty. Maybe nineteen sixty five. And every year we usually get together at my folks' house for Easter and then for early birthdays in May. And every year my dad is worried about it because it doesn't look good. You know, there's nothing happening to it but around mid to late may it always looks great and it's in full bloom and it's in full bloom right now always almost that's well, I, didn't say, I, didn't. <laughs> I just said that they bloom they my experiences they tend to bloom more in drier seasons that's my contention Okay, I will not argue with your experience. Then there well, are think lots about, of beautiful. Well, think, blooms. Of, think 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 about all the jacarandas downtown that yes. get very little water. Yes, so they get stressed in the wintertime because they're not getting the rainwater, and yes. then they tend to bloom more. Do they? I believe I believe that. Okay, the so I, I, the next several years, David's going to be taking pictures. And, no, I'll be annotating. done. With, I'll be done with this before we get back to the nursery. This <laughs> You'll morning. be done with this before we finish this segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I did listen and pay attention, so this I will remember tomorrow. Okay. So we're good. No, I. Um, they usually bl- they always look really good, but maybe. Well, this is the time of the year that they do look good, yes. and maybe they look gooder this year because it's been dry. That's Fair. that's that's my contention. I, I I think you're right. There we go. <laughs> I made it. A concession. All right. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. You listen to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more <clears throat> with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-1170 is the number. 888-344-1170 is the number. You might need those extra digits in there if you're going to try to get through. Um some interesting things that are showing up quite a bit in San Diego these days. I know in Scripps Ranch, bobcats have become a new thing. We actually caught one on a camera in our backyard. It was just cruised right past our uh, sliding glass door about 2.30 in the morning a couple of weeks ago. Wow. And disappeared into the planter. But a lot of people have been on the Scripps Ranch Information Exchange on Facebook. A lot of people have been posting pictures of them. Uh, been posting pictures of bobcats in and in and around Scripps Ranch. Have they been posting pictures of missing cats at the same time, or no? Most people keep their animals inside. It's probably good anymore idea. as they and should. At this point, yeah. I was walking home from my I was walking home from my neighbor's house a couple of weeks ago after the poker game, and right down the middle of our right down the middle of our street. Uh, Coyote came just walking down and then turned the corner and went down the Well, didn't street you together. say a couple weeks ago here? We saw one here yeah. uh, about yeah, a month yeah, ago. Yeah, Ken and I yeah. saw one outside. There, right. there was one in my backyard two nights ago that was basically sleeping right up against our patio. Uh, my Our golden retriever was going bonkers, wanting to go outside and deal with it. The other thing that is showing up in large, large numbers is rattlesnakes. Yeah. We have a <laughs> huge rattlesnake season this year. Why are you laughing, George? Well, a week or two ago, Capri was cutting the lawn and accidentally inadvertently got rid of two of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Were small ones? A little one and a very large one. Oh, really? With wow. The lawnmower. Well, God, how deep is our lawn? Well, what, what, <laughs> one was right at the edge of a patio section where cutting the lawn, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and the wheel hit it. And then the other one was panic when one was in front of her putting lawnmower, bringing the lawnmower around the yard. And just pushed the lawnmower <laughs> to get out of the way and ran over the, I mean, pushed it to attack the big rattlesnake, very big rattlesnake. Well, it, I take it the lawnmower was running La- at the time? Lawnmower was running, lawnmower won. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. that's kind of scary. Yeah. I, but there was, an article, so. there was an article this week in the San Francisco Gate talking about rattlesnakes, uh, saying that there's a larger population right now and you, the chances of seeing them are higher this year. They'd attribute it to a number of reasons, but well, I, I would I, guess I, that if the chances of seeing them are higher, the chances of you getting bit by one are probably higher too. Also true. Yeah, I could, I could do without that. Yeah. Well, nobody wants to get bitten by a rattlesnake. Well, I don't want to get bitten by any snake. Oh come but, on! I don't want to get bitten by anything. Yeah. Not just snakes, but. Well, want? I'm not suggesting you go out well, and want. Good to. point. Yeah. But I have seen many more rattlesnakes over the last few years in the backcountry hiking. I've seen um, more lately than I've seen in a long time. But I haven't heard of more people being bitten. No, <laughs> that, you're, that's true. But I, I don't know how much. I don't know how much publicity that, it gets. How much publicity it gets? Two hundred and fifty people a year, roughly, on average, are being bitten in California with rattlesnakes. I, I by have rattlesnakes. Oft said that if I ever get bitten while hiking. Accidentally, you're going to die. I, no, if I accidentally get bitten, that nobody's going to believe it was just an accident. That oh, they're yeah. going to think that I was it, playing it, with it sure. or doing something stupid that I would do. Oh, like that guy that tried to kiss one up a few years ago and it bit him in the face. No, not like <laughs> that, but just playing or something, something. Similar, it's rather right? than just passing by and having it. Because sometimes on some of the trails, the the trails are not very wide, mm-hmm. so you cannot see what is maybe a foot from your foot. Yeah. So if there's a rattlesnake sitting right there, it might reach out to say hello. That's what I Okay, think I'm not about. going hiking anymore. They yeah, normally give I'm you out. the adequate <laughs> yeah, warning though. Done. Yeah. Uh if you want to give us a call today, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We're gonna head up to Vista where Fran is waiting. Good morning, Fran, how are you? Good morning guys. Um 
I just wanted to, you didn't mention it, but I'm going to mention it. Um, on the 26th of June, you're going to have the bonsai class. And I had an event in Poway, and I went early so that I could stop by the store, and I signed up for it. So there's three of us for sure. We're signed up. And nothing is going to stop me this time because I missed two other of your events like that. And this one, yeah, I'm good to go. Well, good. We're glad you're going to join us. Yes. And you already had me laughing this morning about the rattlesnakes and everything else. It's it's the usual show. It's very informative. And you get a laugh out of it, too. <laughs> well, we're, we're, glad you, we're glad you enjoy it. Thanks for getting up and sharing your morning with us. Okay, and, thank you, and have a good weekend, guys. Hey, and, just to be clear, morning. mark your calendar. That class is the 25th, not the 26th. If you said 26th. I, I thought I said the 25th. Okay, I didn't hear it. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yes, it's the 25th. Thank you. And I'm signed up, and I've got my receipts, so nothing's stopping me. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see okay. you then, Fran. Guys, bye. Take care. And that's a that's a workshop, right? That's it is a workshop, a, right. A that's why she has a receipt. There'll be a plant she's going to turn into some kind of little bonsai and take home. That's awesome. Excellent. I agree. All right. 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go talk to Barbara in San Diego. Good morning, Barbara. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What can we do for you? Hey, I have, um, I live in a condo and I have a small yard. I've already got a nectarine tree planted out there and I have a uh, navel orange in a whiskey barrel and I want to transplant that. Um, how far apart do they have to be? Excuse me. They don't have to just not to impede each other's sun. They can be very relatively close to each other. Um, when I was planting trees, I did three steps, and they've grown very close together. Three, okay. three, three big, big three, steps, three, or three, yeah, about okay. about eight to ten feet apart, um, and okay. they and they've grown together, and that's in the ground, not in a container. Right. Okay. Yeah, and, give, right. and if you can if you can space them out to the point where you can. Where you have access in between them, that will be that will be helpful too, just from a yeah. from a care standpoint. All right. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for the call, Barbara. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Take Bye. care. I have been informed that rattlesnakes are not toys. Just so that everybody knows. Well, including... I knew that. Okay. I just want to make sure. I guess some people don't think that I may have known that, but I do know that. Well, you know, it's funny out of the out of. 58 years that I've lived in Southern California, the only time I've seen a rattlesnake in the wild was hiking up to Vernal Falls in Yosemite one summer years ago. There was one curled up. It was just curled up on a rock about six feet off of the trail, and there were just people standing there gawking at it. That's one of those fake ones they put out there. It might. It could have very well been, but... Uh, <laughs> It, but it 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 had your respect. It, it, it was per, it was yeah. it was perfectly happy. It wasn't it, it wasn't even moving. I mean, it was it was just curled up. So now you, you you'd mentioned coyotes down the street. Yes, and I just just received a note from Capri, who was I guess walking the dogs and just out front and said three huge coyotes are rattling our fruit trees this morning, and they have no fear of me. Now I told David one of our peach trees in Eva's Pride that had a large um, concentration mm-hmm. of fruit on it was ripped off the tree yesterday by coyotes. Yeah, you mentioned that. And last year we lost up. And this happens to everybody. We're not special. If you've got fruit trees, coyotes, and other rodents are are out there destroying it. But we lost a lot of persimmons as well. Yeah, And they just ripped the branches off the tree. They're they're not very good at picking just the fruit. Just the fruit. They tend to um, Have you considered training them? I have Since not. Since they're going to take the fruit, why, maybe you maybe, should invest Maybe I some should time. teach, yeah, just a little bit of time on how to pick it. Maybe just exactly. grabbing the individual fruits and pulling them off. Or you could try the uh, Barona Casino method of rose garden care. Good call. And pick Set some out, and s- put them yes. out on a table or in a little saucer. So maybe they'll just take the that's fruit that you want. Take, put one yeah. down every night. But then they'll say that's not the best one. So you, have, you know. I'm well, solution if you, have more, if you have more than one coyote, they might fight over it, which could yeah. cause a problem. Well, that could take care of the problem. I didn't know coyotes fought to the death over a persimmon, but I guess they could. We don't. I don't know that either. <laughs> I didn't even know I liked persimmons until George had the problem. But... You like persimmons? No, coyotes. Oh, oh, oh they, I thought you said I did, you didn't know you liked persimmons until George had they are They are opportunist, as, as you know. There, there are quite a number of fruits that they'll... They prefer, but they will eat a lot of different they'll things eat all out kinds of your of yard. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, they'll go after um, 
I think they'll go after grapes too as yeah. they start to get more ripe and juicy. Uh, 888-344-1170 is the number if you want to give us a call. Uh, Plumeria cuttings are in in Poway. I would imagine they have some in San Diego at this point. Not yet. I, well, I, we They came from a place that they don't normally get cuttings from. Oh, so, okay. I mean, that they don't normally buy from. Okay. So maybe not. Well, I know we have them and we have a, we have quite a few of them in Poway. Uh, we also have potted plumerias available now too. Those have started to come in. Yes. So I would imagine those are probably in San Diego at this point. Buying from the same yeah. from the same sources on that one. So if you want to get plumerias started for the summertime, now would be a great great time to do it. And they're pretty easy to grow. Um, and once they're established they take very little very little care. Can we go back to fruit for a minute? Go ahead. I've been thinning. My beauty plum, it's one, this is its second year in the ground from a five-gallon. And it is loaded with fruit. And George was kind of being mean a few weeks ago. He was sending me pictures of his ripe beauty plum while mine were still small and green. He was bullying you? Yes, he was. He was. I was online bullying. Exactly. Are you going to be bullying back now? No, that's, you know, turnabout is... No, no. It, you never answer a angry word with another angry word for it is the second that creates the argument. So I'm not going to fight with him. But I have been thinning out my green beauty plums, and they're getting bigger, and I've been eating them because I don't want to waste them, and I don't want the coyotes to get them. And they're very tart, but they're good. <laughs> I will bring you guys some green beauty plums next week, and they'll be a, a week riper than they were this morning when I was – the the plant is loaded with fruit and i'm not a thinner i'd rather have a ton more fruit but it's going to break the branches on this young tree so anyway i don't know if you guys have tried your green plums if you would eat such a thing but some give it a try some varieties have have decent a better flavor but they are quite is beauty is beauty a green plum or no no it's a it's a reddish red, red. Does it stay kind of amber on the inside, or is it red yeah, up I on the inside? I honestly don't recall because I've got a lot of. I don't recall that one. Yeah, I, and it, you hadn't taken a bite out of it yet. You just sent me a smiling face and a ripe plum. <laughs> and that was a new tree. That was newly. It was a bare root back in uh, this earlier this year. So with nice, nice little precocious thing. I'll bring nice. you. Uh, I'll bring some beauty plums next week. They're they're wonderful. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ, KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it before or not, but um, one of the things that works really well in keeping snails and slugs out of your fruit trees um, is the copper barriers. Yes. And we used to have the solid copper barriers, which were kind of a kind of a pain to deal with. But the new one that we have is the the woven copper barrier, and it's in, it's in it's both like a it's, little pad sort of. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, but very open. Right, it, right, it's, right. It's it's very lightweight, um, and it's super easy to work with. I mean, it, you can cut it with a pair of scissors, you wrap it around the trunk of your tree, zip tie it in place, and that works. Really, you've had very good luck. Wait, with I use copper. the copper tape. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've showed pictures yeah. of, of it. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's worked well. It does it does tarnish over time, and you have to replace it. But it, it is it has been very effective, at least for those white, more so for those white snails that, that mm-hmm. tend to hang out all day. The Theba paisana that hang out. Yeah, so it's it's very it's very easy to use, and it's also it's also significantly less expensive than the than the solid barrier that mm. we that we used to have. So as a matter Should, of fact, I just reordered some 
for um, backstock. We, so. we should have used some in Poway yesterday. One of our co-workers <laughs> had acquired one as a pet and put it in a cup on the counter for later to name and take home. But it it disappeared? It disappeared. I think mm. the chickens got it. Um, what's interesting on the one chair, it was a, a unique-looking snail as far as the shell. It was It was much more colorful than most of the other garden, uh, brown garden snails. I wonder if they... Oh, never mind. We also had a uh, an errant um, praying mantid egg case <laughs> yes, at customer <laughs> service that decided to unleash its... Uh, hatch? <laughs> unleash its hatchlings, and there were little tiny quarter-inch long praying mantids all over customer service. They were and they weren't books, biting we, people yet. They weren't they, they were weren't big enough to bite people yet, but they were they were all over the place. I didn't I, I don't know if they're still there or not if they I don't moved I, we, on. we put one under the microscope. We didn't oh. we did not harm it in, in doing it. So but I, I took a video, I mean, I'll share it later. A video of it it was cleaning its paws like a cat oh. would do. Yeah, I've seen them do that. Yeah. 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 I have pictures of the one eating Shirley's finger. Yeah. We'll it actually s- drew blood. That's yes. why I was joking about hasn't bitten anybody yet. Yeah, yeah. well, I I should have tried. If I hadn't have kicked it across the yard, I could have gotten a picture of the one that bit my toe. <laughs> Not too long after Shirley got bit on the finger. So that was a big one, too. Um, I wonder if mantis bites have gone up in the county this year. That's a good question. Cause I, I had n- until Shirley got bit by it, I had never heard of a human being getting bitten by nor, it. Nor a and, and more, it, more, much, more or less drawing blood. It wasn't really a bite. It was more of a. I want you to rasping. envision <laughs> envision a little kid or any adult with a cob of corn, and kind of mowing down the sides. Just it was. Extraordinary. And what, I thought she was laughing. I mean, she yeah, was, that was the fun part. She came up to, to us and she was holding her hand out, going, It's biting me. And, and she you know, was we're all chuckling. Like, oh, it's, bi- it's biting. And then all of a sudden it went from, It's biting me to, It's biting me. It's biting me. <laughs> yeah, it became a little more dire at that point. At that point. point, yes. Yeah, well, it, it's smart. And fortunately, you know, it only required first aid and didn't require a workers' comp claim. Yeah. It, it's interesting. You said, you know, I wonder how many people jokingly you were saying that, but I've, you know, most of us have held praying men our whole life as a kid i would pick them up i'd hold them i'd let them walk around i mean the pictures i've shared on the on, on our nursery page with praying mantis are on my hand you know i've never given it a second right, thought right now i'm a little hesitant after watching that. yeah i would be and then i i had seen a in a in a chat <clears throat> that some people believe that the jury is out as far as praying mantis are concerned as far as beneficial insects well even even uc speaks to it because they are they're they're omnivores. They'll eat anything from yeah. your bumblebee to your honeybee to your ladybug uh, larvae. I had yep. one hanging out on my hummingbird feeder. It was yeah. never fast enough, big enough, or strong enough to, to get one, but it was kept moving around the feeder from side to side as Just the waiting. humming. Yeah. And there are some videos that you can find of them attacking hummingbirds. Yeah. So, but but they that do. Might be but disturbing they, for some. They yes, do eat I a lot of a bad of bad insects. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, so it probably balances out more so in favor of and, being beneficial. I would think. And in all honesty, they're kind of cute. So, so they got that going. For yes, them. Yeah. They're, yes, they're different looking. That's that's for sure. That's what they say about me. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if "difference" the word that I heard, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's radio. We got to clean it up. Exactly. Uh, Milkweed is finally in good supply. We have we have tropical milkweed in stock. We have uh, native. We have the actual Asclepias tuberosa, the true tuberosa, okay. in stock, which looks different than the tropical milkweed. Um, the foliage is <coughs> a little bit narrower and a little bit more velvety. Uh, it's actually a really pretty plant, and we have a lot of we have a lot of narrow leaf milkweed in stock too. And you know what else we have a lot of? What monarchs. They're just yeah, all, they're over all over the, the all over the nursery at this when they they come for the for the Asclepius and it, it's yeah. nice because then people get to go and start looking for caterpillars which they enjoy doing. Yeah, we I, also have at least in the Poway store, store some of the swamp milkweed. What is the swamp milkweed? What is that? Incarnata? Incarnat? It 
You brought swamp. it up. Well, I don't recall what the what the species was. It's Asclepia, but no, I'll have to yeah, we had up. some came in yesterday. Does it, as the name would imply, want more water? Is it a one you'd plant where it's a little wetter in the, or am I? I, I we think, can look into it. I'll let you know. Okay, I just know we have a bunch of it there. Cool. So anyway, if you have if you have monarch caterpillars that are eating eating your plants out of house and home, we have we have replacements for them to uh, continue chowing down on. Um, oh, you know what else I saw out in the in the native section? It was it was the biggest one I've ever seen. It was well tall. It was way taller than me. Um, a toy on patio tree. It looked really nice. Had it was probably about six or six and a half, seven feet tall. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice head on it, and it was totally loaded with flower buds. So it's going to be in full bloom. That would be shortly. A really nice patio tree. I've a, never seen one trained like. I've that. never seen one either. Um, but it, uh, out of all the natives, Toyon's one of my one of my favorites. It's a when it's when it's grown well, it's a beautiful plant, and the the red berries on it are just spectacular when they're when they're a native pyracantha. Almost. Kind of. I mean, just in appearance. Uh, it is in appearance, yeah. Or That's a good and way to describe like it. Great yeah. for fall and winter decorations. Yeah. And but we had, yeah, we had a, it was, a, it was a 15 gallon patio tree, and then we had a five gallon patio tree that was a little bit smaller. But they look really nice trained that way. Like, and like you said, I'd never, I'd never seen one trained that way before. I've only seen them in bush form. Yeah, bush form. Well, people are frequently looking for small patio trees, something that's going to get six to 10 feet or so mm-hmm. as a nice little patio tree or lollipop mm-hmm. and that'd be perfect for it the other one that works really well for that is um Raphael Raph- yeah majestic beauty mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a good and, we've got, and it's we've, fragrant and, and we've I got agree. some we've got some nice examples of that in the uh, parking lot in in poway that have been there for uh, 22 years now i guess what's the common name for that Raphael majestic beauty indian oh. hawthorne indian, indian hawthorne. hawthorne yeah i think that's Thank the you. common name he was looking for okay. but um, the cult of 24 years right Ninety-eight, two plus two. Yeah, I guess it okay. is twenty-four years. Right. Plus three divided by yeah. Okay, there we go. Carry the one. Uh, and you're going to have fun starting next week with the uh, oh, fair installation. Don't say it. Don't say it. As far as I know, it's still going on. It is going yeah, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've been listening to the. I didn't know this until I've heard the commercials on the radio and on TV that they are only selling tickets online, and I don't. It makes no sense to me, but every commercial I've heard said tickets can only be purchased online. So you can't just walk up to the box office and pick up. That's a what they to get say. In. I I don't know if it's accurate, but they they finish every commercial with tickets can only be purchased online. I wonder if that's to it, because they can't social distance a line. I don't know. I was thinking maybe it's to get it done in advance. Could be, but I, I for a cat, I don't know. I, it makes I don't know. It's, I can't imagine. Well, anyway, yeah, that's what I've heard on the commercials, but I I don't know that yet. Where well, yes, next week is the the is installation. The, yes, thing. Uh, the, the fair usually kicks off the beginning of June. I think it opens on the eighth, eighth or ninth, okay. something like that. We have to be out by the fifth. Okay, so that's the that's the most important date in my world. <laughs> oh. Um, at the San Diego Botanical Garden, I meant to mention, uh, I think it's, is it through June 7th that they're having their World of Orchids? Orchids, display? yes. I thought it was yes. the 12th. Or 12th. Yeah, it's it's going on right now, um, and you do have to make reservations online for that to get into the conservatory. So Yeah, World uh, of Orchids, May 7th through June 12th. Okay, so uh, pick up your tickets online and go up and see that, because it, it should be pretty... Should be pretty interesting, and I think John was saying they switched the stuff out about on a weekly basis. Sorry. It looks like it's coming along quite nicely. What, I, uh, the No, the World of Orchids oh. up at the Botanic Garden. I think they had a a pre, pre-show, and not I think. I'm, I know. You know. I know. And the pictures that I have seen from said pre-show are gorgeous. Which means really nice in, uh, in orchid, plant in Spring Valley ease. Spring Valley ease. Yes. <laughs> um, we uh, did get in both stores last week. All of that lovely citrus that we were expecting. Oh, oh that's okay. right. Good. Yeah. The and, citrus uh, is in. Avocados are well supply. stocked. 
good and, supply of avocados. Uh, really good supply of five gallon avocados and and really nice fifteen gallon avocados. Again, the fifteens had been coming in short, but the ones that we have in in this crop that have come in are just about what we would normally have size wise. So those look really good. I was going to make a short comment, but we'll let it go. Thank um, you. And we have a good. Uh, I wasn't going to direct it at you. Oh, okay. Not this time. Not this time. <laughs> um, and we do have a good selection of fruit trees because everything that was potted after the season uh, has come in nicely. And it, you can really get a good selection of stone fruits if yeah. you want to They look start. really nice. They and look really nice this now. Right get your fruit at least a, a year sooner than waiting for another bare root season, which should be plentiful. And there were uh, Fuyu persimmons. Yeah, there's Three a gallons, there's, nice looking trees. There's a few other things that we can talk about, but we need to take a break. Oh. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, some of the other fruit trees that we have a very good supply of right now, um, standard citrus, not so much. No. Uh, just not available right now. However, semi-dwarf citrus is going to get generally between 8 and 15 feet tall. So That's all you need. There should for be. Most, for most uh, backyard For most backyards, it's, it's plenty. Yes. Um, because they do produce proportionally the same amount of fruit as they a They produce citrus. proportionally more. Do they really? You get more fruit per square inch on a semi-dwarf than you will on a standard. You will get more fruit overall eventually on a standard because it's so much bigger. Well, there you go. Um, But, yeah, figs are in good supply. Uh, We had, you would mentioned the mangoes and the persimmons. Those are in good supply right now. We have a good good selection of bananas in stock. Um, There were macadamias out there. Loquats. We had a couple of different loquats out there. I think we had Big Jim and Gold. Was it Gold Nugget? We had gold gold Nugget. Nuggets. Yes. Yeah. Um, blueberries. Blueberries are looking pretty good. We've got a fairly good supply of those right now. Um, yeah. So if you if you want to start adding some fruit trees to your yard, now is a good time. And you don't want to wait until until next fall. Now would be a good time to do it. Uh, and we do have some new suppliers coming online in the fall. So hopefully we'll have a few. Things that we hadn't been able to get for a while. And now, too. I mean, that's oh, why that's we true. have those persimmons right now and yeah. the citrus. And we have another quantity coming in of persimmons and mulberries at the probably around early November. We should have those. So it's our supply chain is changing. Yeah. For the better. It's improving. It really, it, it's, it's improving. improving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, some of the stuff that we're going to be getting in is going to be smaller than what we would normally have gotten. But they're going to, but they're, they should be. They're going to be kind of like the sleeved bare root stuff that we have. They're, that we have they earlier be, this they year. They should be ready to. They should be. They should be off to a very good start as soon as you put them in the ground. Because they are going yeah. to be rooted. Yeah, they're already growing. Right. And the ones that we did put into pots at the nursery in Poway, the the fruit trees, the uh, liquid ambers, all of those took right off and were more than a five gallon equivalent within a month or two just just immediately upon coming out they the pots they grow them in are vented on the sides which they call it 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 naturally root prunes them so that there are roots ready to go out as soon as they go into a new pot Mm -hmm. better than than in a constrained pot so anyway they they do seem to do quite well they uh, yeah as you purchased a few and i did i put mine in the ground they're doing quite well but i will tell you that if you don't put them in the ground immediately those slotted containers require a lot more attention to get them yes they do water them yes they do 
Right. Can I go back to the toyon for one moment? You were yes. talking about the toyon. You know, the common name for that here is that it's also called a Christmas berry because you had mentioned mm-hmm. holly. It's also called a California holly, but it's the official. In 1912, it was the official native plant for the city of Los Angeles. And they passed a law because so many people were cutting them around the holidays. They passed a law that you had to have written permission to go and, and harvest them, essentially, from the landowners. Really? Because people would go and start cutting them down to have those holly berries in their house for Christmas. I wonder if they're just enforcing your own. that. What's that? I wonder if they're enforcing that. Well, it was, that I'm, was in the 20s. Okay. So. Well, I do I, remember I, driving. I'm guessing no. Once, yeah. once a few <laughs> years <laughs> ago. <laughs> a driving up Scripps Poway Parkway and under the eucalyptus in a couple of areas. I may have borrowed some for a class or something we were doing. May have. I the, don't recall. I have a big one in the in the PQ house. It's it's a large tree that I've shaped as a tree over the years, and it's gorgeous, and it is very, very pretty in, in the winter when it's in full fruit. I would, I would normally just go to my parents' house and steal pyracantha, but right. sometimes you want something a little different. Well, that was one other thing about North Carolina that I was going to mention, and I hadn't noticed it the the last time that we were back there in May. Um they really like daylilies back in North Carolina. And as you're driving down the highways, there's huge patches of daylilies growing off on the side of the road. I mean, like 50, 60 feet by 20 yeah. feet long, just these massive islands of daylilies growing on, on the side of the road. I'm assuming that they go dormant in the wintertime back there, but uh, this time of the year, they, they look they amazing. Yeah. You know, when when I was... Many, many years ago, driving back there with Audrey, taking her back to school, I had noticed in all of the, in many of the interchanges, they had lots of, of what I would consider wildflowers, but it was things like zinnias, and they were not wildflowers that they plant in the medians there, and in the, in the clover leaves and stuff, and all the interchanges, there was lots of wildflowers, and I guess if it rains naturally. I, that's exactly the key, is that you it, can do that. You can throw stuff everywhere, and it just grows because of the rain. Speaking of wildflowers, we sell a wildflower seed mix at the nursery, and uh, a customer brought to our attention that there were there were non-native wildflowers in the in the seed mix, so we shouldn't be selling it as such. But when you looked at the label, it doesn't say California wildflowers; it just says wildflower mix. So, right. and then when we went and looked at the plants that are in the 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 seeds that are in the mix, none of them were invasive. They they were all different kinds of wildflowers. They just were not California native wildflowers. Okay. And they are ones that will do well in our drier in our, climate. In our and, climate. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the seeds in question was because of a common name. There was a controversy because yes. there yeah. is some of the common name. Some of the plants by that common name are considered invasive species, but they're not in. It's the, not that not right. in the same not that right. botanical when, name, right? right. Yeah. Hence, why it's important to sometimes not Hence, use therefore. the common name. Yes, to help identify the correct plant. The other thing that I saw come in to receiving yesterday, which I hadn't seen in quite a while, unless I just missed a delivery. Grafted gardenias from Monrovia are back. You yeah. you have not it. You have not just <laughs> missed a delivery. We have the, not been able to get them yeah, for a while. Yeah. So they're they're not in huge quantities, but I know there were there were some vichais, and I think there were some first love. I don't know if there were other varieties. I saw two or three industries, but um, I need there are some in stock again. I need to make a correction about my guard my grafted gardenia. We talked about it last week in your absence, and I said it was probably eight or nine feet tall. It was a slight exaggeration. It is over the roof line of the house, but it it's only. You know, at the probably lot, closer to seven feet. Did you get a lot of complaints? What? Did you get a lot of complaints? That's why you had to make the correction? No, but I noticed it. It, it looks taller than than it is. So the little radicans trees in full flower. The, oh, the, and the radicans trees yeah. are still at the nursery. They're okay, gorgeous. Yeah. They're in 16-inch boxes. Yeah. Um. We also, in houseplants, we have a lot of Monsteras in stock now, which have been very hard to find. We have some as small as 8 or 10 inch, I think, and then up to the up to the larger ones. So if you're looking something nice for the house, uh, you can check that out as well. We'd also like to wish everybody a safe uh, Memorial Day weekend, and we also wish to also wish Godspeed to all of those veterans that have uh, given all in service of our country. 
And at that, I think we'll let that go. Yeah. Thank you all. And we will be back with another hour of Garden Talk here next Saturday right here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Have an enjoyable weekend, folks. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.